This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. We have run into some challenges along the way, but the reality is many months, I don't think about the fact that I'm a landlord other than when I get the electronic rent payment. And that's a truly beautiful thing. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we are talking about house hacking. In this wild real estate market, this strategy has become a popular way to lower your cost of living and take advantage of the appreciating asset of real estate. But what is house hacking and how does it work? Well, our guests today are here to help us learn more. Allie and Josh are the married couple and the financial educators behind The Phi Couple, a platform dedicated to helping individuals take control of their finances. Their story of house hacking success has been featured on numerous podcasts, including Bigger Pockets Money, and I'm thrilled to have them on this podcast today. Welcome to the show, Allie and Josh. Thank you so much, and what an awesome introduction that was, so we appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, it's an awesome introduction for awesome people, so keep doing what you're doing, and let's have some fun today. So in a quick description, help us understanding what is house hacking. Yeah, so house hacking is a pretty straightforward. So it involves either buying a single family home and then renting out all of the bedrooms in the home and allowing that rent to pay the mortgage so you can live there for free or buying a multi-unit home. So for instance, we buy duplexes where we live in one of the apartments, we collect rent from the other apartment and the rent from the other apartment pays the mortgage and allows us to live for either free or at least cheap. I love that. Okay, so advantages right away. We're talking about this is a big financial advantage, especially maybe as you're looking at your first home. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And as newlyweds, we had $100,000 in student loans a few years ago. And so beyond just affording our first home, it was just a way to expeditiously pay off debt as well. Was that your reason for wanting to get into house hacking in the first place? Hey, this is a good way to pay off the loans. Absolutely. I think it was a byproduct of our circumstances because the gap between our income and our expenses at the time was really, really small. So it was like we have to get a little uncomfortable and a little creative to figure out how to aggressively pay off this debt. At the time, we did not have the ability to increase our income. So we did what we were able to and we cut our expenses through house hacking. So before the house purchase, were you guys renting somewhere? Were you living separately before you guys were married? How did that all work? So we were renting. We were renting a, I'm doing air quotes, luxury apartment for roughly like $1,300 before utilities. We were renting. We had some car payments and we, you know, we were spending just as much money as we were making. We were working multiple jobs. We were pretty burnt out and we knew we needed a change. Got it. So the long-term solution for you guys was house hacking. How did you get turned on to that? 
Yeah, so that was kind of my doing because I I kind of fell down the rabbit hole. I listening to podcasts like Marriage Kids and Money, listening to your story, and we discovered the book Set for Life through Bigger Pockets, and instantly I knew well we can't really increase our income that much more, so we have to cut out our largest expense, which was housing at the time, and then that's kind of how we stumbled into house hacking. Scott's a fantastic guy. We had him on the show maybe a month ago. I know you guys have talked. They have fantastic content over at Bigger Pockets both for real estate and personal finance. So a great resource. So let's talk a little bit about Allie on this side, because she kind of alluded a little bit. That was your idea, pal. So what did you think about when uh, Josh brought this up? We kind of joke regarding Josh that he is like a human fire hydrant. And when he gets very excited about something, he's super, super ecstatic about it. So behind the scenes for a few weeks, a few months, Josh is listening to all the podcasts, viewers included. He's reading all the books. He's talking in the forums. And he is super, super excited about paying off our debt, house hacking, all of the above. I didn't know all of this was going on. And then he just comes to me one day and is like... I want to get rid of our car loans. I want to do a house hack. I want to be landlords and I want to retire early. And oh my gosh, (laughs) to say overwhelmed would be an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh and Allie, I resemble that remark because my wife has called me and, and Andy because I like to just keep doing more and more and more. (laughs) And we joke about it together. So how did you guys resolve that? Because it seemed like it was something that maybe Josh was super geeked about and you were hesitant about. Did he just wear you down over time like I've done to my wife? (laughs) So I think in the beginning, that was 100% his approach. He's like, if I keep talking about it, she'll eventually agree, right? Mm -hmm. Not so much. So he was showing me dozens of Excel sheets. He was showing me all of the, the trajectories and the cash flow and using terms that I didn't understand. And he's like, but Allie, the numbers are so good. It could change your life. But I felt like I couldn't really access that information. And we say this a lot because he wasn't speaking my language. He was talking to me. He was saying all of these amazing things, but it didn't resonate with my core values. So I wasn't able to fully understand. I definitely have done that quite a bit in my relationship too. And it helps when you can find that commonality. So what was your common ground then, Allie? What brought you in to say, yeah, So really the big piece was talking more about quality of life ripple effects. You know, when we have children, you can take an extended maternity leave. If our parents, you know, need additional care or support, we would be able to take that time without worrying about missing a paycheck. So traveling more, all of these wonderful things that I think sometimes we think we just can't do. So it kind of opened up that door to like life could look different and we could do these things that once seemed totally impossible. All right, cool. Well, so let's talk about this first house hack. You guys have decided to move forward. Quality of life ripple effects. I love that term. (laughs) It's fantastic because I think what you're saying is it's going to improve over time. So let's talk about the first step that you took. How did you find your first house hack? Yeah, so a lot of it was financial literacy and understanding kind of how to analyze houses, things of that nature, and also understanding that just because you buy a property, even if it doesn't allow you to get to zero in terms of your housing payment, that doesn't mean that it's a bad investment. And so we began working with a realtor leading up to our wedding, couldn't find anything, everything, even this this was about three years ago, everything was still really, really competitive. We were putting in offers, 
having a really hard time finding anything. And then right before the end of 2018, we were kind of at that fork in the road between giving up and it's not in the cards for us. And we found a great opportunity and it was a two family home. We were able to move into the downstairs unit and the upstairs was rented out. And it took us from $1,300 a month all the way down to about $600 a month. And we knew that the rent on the upstairs apartment could be a lot higher. That's incredible. So you took your housing expenses from 1300 when you guys were renting to now 600 Yep. Yeah, so that was about over $8,000 a year, if you think about it, from like an after-tax like pay increase. And as two human service professionals, like we would have had to work really, really hard in our careers to get an $8,000 pay increase. And then we did that in overnight. That's fantastic. Yeah, so talk to us about the loan process. Is it different for, and I don't know, I guess, is it different for house hacks versus buying your own home with regard to the loan? How does that all work? So the beauty of house hacking is that it is an owner-occupied loan. So because of this, you qualify for low down payment options. So typically what we'll see when we talk to other house hackers and when people do this, they will either do a low down payment conventional loan. We did that for our first house hack. We did a 5% conventional loan, but you also have the option of like a 3.5% FHA as well. Got it. Got it. So you guys went that route. And then when you got the place, how do you find renters? Yeah. So luckily we already had a tenant there, which helped as far as we kind of walked in collecting rent, which was really nice. But in terms of the process, shortly thereafter, uh, a few months later, actually, that tenant ended up moving out. He gave us notice. And so the same way we learned how to find tenants was the same exact way we had to learn how to understand house hacking, bigger pockets, podcasts, reading the books, everything like that. And so we developed systems along the way, learned how to use online marketing, word of mouth referral, things like that. And so eventually when the tenant did move out and we had systems in place, we put advertisements online and were able to find a new tenant and make higher income. Got it. So you're kind of connecting yourself in the community and being, uh, I guess, uh, quite verbal about it, right? And a lot of it, too, I think when Josh speaks to like developing systems in the beginning, we kind of we knew theoretically what we should do, but we didn't have the tangible experience. So we didn't have the system. So we were really building it as we were going. Now, three years in, we have established systems. But something that was important with creating those systems was you're living there. It's your home. So there may be that knee jerk reaction to kind of just like, oh, we'll figure it out, whatever. But what was very important was to remember, like, this is a business at the end of the day. So we have to treat it like a business. So it was really important to stay focused with that business mindset of this is my investment. This is my business. We need very efficient systems for this process. Got it. Okay. Well, it sounds like you guys liked the process so much that you did it again. Is that right? Yes. We, we did. Yeah. Our whole goal, right, was to we wanted to pay off one hundred thousand dollars in student loans. And so we bought that house hack at the end of 2018. And then in 2019 was really just focused on that goal. And so all in all, we paid off about forty three thousand dollars of student loans in 2019. And then. As we were going through it, we were kind of at that fork on the road. We were seeing the power of house hacking, and we knew that if we did one more, we could go from, say, $400 a month down to zero. And so going into last year, we started the year off by paying off more student loans debt, and then everything shut down. So we had a lot of time to kind of reflect on what it is that we were looking to accomplish. And then, wouldn't you know it, a person five houses down from our first duplex – 
let us know that they had a duplex that they were looking to sell. We knew the neighborhood already. And we were able to negotiate a good deal for that person as well as for us, move into that, and subsequently take our housing payment down to zero. Well, that's incredible. How much was that property when you guys decided to go for it? It was $150,000 and we did $3,000 in concessions. The first property was 155 and we again did 3,000 so it ended up being 158. Got it. Okay, so people are hearing these prices and they are wondering where you guys are from because we got a lot of Northern California listeners and a lot of other places in the, in the country and they're saying, "Whoa, that's great. Where do you guys live?" So we live in upstate New York. We live in the capital region near Albany, and we are very fortunate to have access to a lot of affordable, quality multifamily homes. I know other regions of the country don't even have duplexes. They're like unicorns. But here you could turn and you'll see 10 duplexes. So we are fortunate in that regard. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thank you very much for considering our sponsor. Let's jump back into the show. So talk about the results so far with this second house hack. Has it been financially successful for you? Where are you guys in your journey? Tell us more about that. 
when we talk about buying a house, we always talk about like, you know, you buy the house and you have to stabilize your asset, right? So there may be some improvements that you need to make to make the house livable, to make it in great condition. Our first house hack was the most perfect house hack we could have asked for. It was beautiful, in great condition, all of these things. So I feel like from there, I truly had that buy-in for it. This one needed a little more TLC. (laughs) So I'm kind of grateful that it was our second one because I already had drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak. So when we had a $5,000 chimney repair that was totally unexpected or leaking through the walls or all of the fun stuff we've done for this one, I feel like we had that mental fortitude that we, we knew that it was worth it. And it certainly has been. So it's required a bit more work on the front end, but it's, it's turning out nicely. How do you prepare for things like that as a real estate investor or as house hacker? Like $5,000, that's a big surprise. How do you prepare for that? Yeah. So like financially speaking, because our cost of living is so low now and over time, our incomes have subsequently gone up, it gives us a really nice savings rate. And so a lot of it is just having extra money set aside to account for both life expenses, but also like real estate expenses. So from a cash perspective, while it wasn't fun, we did have the means to handle that emergency. And so that's where it is. It is a business. There are operating expenses and we make sure to save money for that. And so other times is we have built out a great network of other real estate professionals who when something goes wrong, we can lean on and they can kind of coach us through things. Sometimes it's still just going to YouTube and or a bigger pockets forum or a podcast and see how other people have handled it. This is also why your deal analysis is so important, because when you are calculating for a deal, you want to make sure that you can back away a certain amount of money every month for capital expenditures, like what we're kind of dealing with here. So we do have a good amount for our emergency reserves for our properties as well. So between our savings gap as well as the emergency fund, you know, we're, we're pretty okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Well, talk to us about this deal analysis, because you're probably going to look at your third one eventually. And how do you decide? Talk to us about that. What's the back of the napkin math that you do to make sure it's a good deal? So number one, especially when it's a house hack, is location. You can change anything you want about a property, but if you are living somewhere where you feel unsafe or it's just not a good situation for you, your quality of life is going to plummet and... Being a real estate investor inherently makes your life more complicated, so you don't want to complicate it by hating where you live. Location is definitely number one. Yeah, and then from kind of more of like a technical analysis, so in real estate, sometimes what's referred to as the 1% rule, all that means is that if you look at a property and what that property could reasonably rent for is at least 1% or greater than what the purchase price that usually gives you a pretty good idea that there should be some level of cash flow. Now, the higher that number goes to an extent, it just gives you a wider margin between your monthly income and the property, the taxes, the insurance for that. And then so typically for us right now, we look for anywhere between like a 1.3 and a 1.4 price to rent ratio. That gives us a nice margin to account for unexpected events, but also future cash flow. And then as a house hack, our goal all along, like I said, was to live for free. And so a big thing that we look for as well is what percentage of the existing rent, if we were to move into a unit, would cover the entire mortgage. Got it. And that's the position you're in right now. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. So you are living for free. Yeah. Getting paid to live for free. Yeah. 
I love it. That's cool. Well, let's talk about your long-term goals with this then. You've got two of them. You're still working on the student loans. Obviously, given our country's situation, are you guys on pause with the student loans at this point? In the beginning of 2020, we were like right at the beginning, pretty aggressively paying down the student loans. The world shut down. So we kind of just like went into like hold our money and see what happens. Let's make sure we're stabilized here. And then over the summer, we found house hack number two. We closed on it September of 2020. And then from there, it was just paying for a lot of the expenses that we had with this property. But I think moving forward, our plan is to continue to aggressively pay down the remainder of our student loans. Yeah, we were, because of a high savings rate, we were able to recuperate our down payment and everything that went into it pretty quickly by the end of 2020. And so as a result of that, we actually started the year off pretty aggressive as far as paying off student loans. And then now we're actually in a position right now where we we really want to pay those student loans off. And I think we actually have a really good chance of either this Getting year, close. maybe early next year, but also seeing the power of real estate, especially because right now our loans are at 0% interest. So, and you know, it's a balancing act, the math of it versus also the emotion. So we are similar to last year, we're, we're building up a, a, a rather large sum of, of cash right now to kind of give us some flexibility. We are kind of starting to poke our heads out there right now into the real estate market. It's, it's, it's very, very competitive. So we're not rushing to pay off the student loans, but if we don't find anything that truly makes sense for us, we achieved our goal of living for free and house hacking to begin with was to help us pay off those student loans. So we may end up just taking a big sum of cash and paying off the student loans. Got it. Well, there's a lot of people out there with $10,000 of student loans, $50,000 of student loans as a couple with that amount of money. What are your thoughts around the news out there that that might be eliminated? Is this something that you're saying, well, let's wait to see what happens or are you moving forward? What are your thoughts? I think we're moving forward, but with an asterisk, because I think we would like to keep maybe like 10,000 on mine just sitting for a little bit, because if he does potentially forgive 10K, you know, that's 10,000 we can put towards something else. But we'll have to see the timeline for how long it takes. I'm not opposed to just completely paying them off either. Yeah, and, and you actually, you just recently, I think you had Anthony O'Neill and you guys were talking about it. And in terms of we're not holding our breath, we are, we have the debt. We are not going to account necessarily for it, but we will do our best to, to pay them off. And if there happens to be any forgiveness between now and when we have the means to pay them off, then we'll, we'll kind of plan for that. But yeah, we're not holding our breath. What a crazy time we're living in. Isn't that wild? I mean, because you're probably not going to get any brownie points for paying them off and then it happens, right? <laughs> no. Like, it's, no. oh man, it's like, do the right thing and then, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, you know what, real estate investing, that sounds like a really great way to build wealth. They see what you guys are doing. You started off living for less. And then from there, it just becomes more money in your pocket as you grow. So they see that, but they feel like it's too time consuming for them right now. What would you say to them? It may be, but it may not be. Everyone needs a place to live, right? You need a place to live. So the beauty of house hacking is you find a place to live and someone else is also living in that building too and they are helping you pay your mortgage. So I think when we first got started, there was so much cognitively going on where we said it may be too hard. What if something breaks and we don't know how to fix it? I mean, the negative thoughts are swirling. You know, you're thinking of worst case scenarios. And certainly we have run into some challenges along the way. But the reality is 
many months, I don't think about the fact that I'm a landlord other than when I get the electronic rent payment. And that's a truly beautiful thing. Some months I think about that I'm a landlord every day and I have a lot on my plate. So I think real estate investing is not passive, but it can be as passive as you want it to be. You can hire a property manager. You don't have to be a world-class contractor. They are people far more skilled than we are that can handle any issues that come your way. So I think if you have a large amount of debt or if you're looking to lower your expenses, house hacking is a beautiful way to kind of dip your toe into the real estate investing pool and see if you want to get a little deeper in it. So absolutely, don't be afraid. (laughs) I love that. That's great. Well, I understand you guys have quite literally written the book on this. So tell us where people (laughs) can learn more about house hacking from you guys. We've accumulated a lot of knowledge over the last several years and having done multiple house hacks, and we wanted to be a resource in some way, shape, or form. And so right now, actually on our profile over on Instagram, you can follow us at The Phi Couple. You can click on the link. Uh, The House Hackers Handbook is right at the top, and we hope it is a step-by-step guide to help people understand house hacking. When we first started with real estate investing, you know, it's a big leap, and it's a big, it felt like a big risk. And I remember the whole time we were like, we just want someone to hold our hand and tell us, like, it's going to be okay. We want someone to go through the numbers. We just wanted that confidence boost. So we've kind of packed this guide with, like, all the things that we wish we knew three years ago for the beginner real estate investor slash house hacker. Excellent. Well, I'm sure it's an excellent resource. And even if you guys are not interested in moving forward with real estate investing, these two are sharing lots of great knowledge on Instagram on the daily. So check them out. And thank you both so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you, Andy. A smart couple with a plan for today and tomorrow. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Allie and Josh Lupo. Number one, life's expensive, so innovate. I really like the concept of house hacking for young couples because housing... It's not getting any cheaper, my friends. Of course, everything is regional. But for example, in our state, according to uh, Michigan Radio, buyers are paying significantly over the asking price, foregoing inspections, and paying in cash. Man, is it a housing craze right now. With that craze, it's going to be harder and harder to find affordable housing. Enter house hacking. If you could live for less or even live for free like Allie and Josh, you're allowing yourself to tackle other major financial goals like eliminating your student debt or investing for retirement or planning for your family's future as well. Number two, real estate investing is not inherently passive, but you can make it as passive as you want. Those are Allie's words right there. She said it right. I often get caught up in the fact that real estate can be a lot of work, and there's no doubt in that, but it's only as much work as you want it to be. You don't have to repair the broken fence or toilet. You can outsource that to a professional. You don't have to find the renters or manage the tenant issues. You can outsource that to a property manager. Yes, it's true. The more you outsource, the more it'll cut into your profits. So if you're considering this path, find a balance that works well for your life and your spouse's life as well. Number three, keep dreaming of your ideal life. 
In the beginning, real estate investing may require a lot more time and a lot more labor. As you guys, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that's the beginning journey for a lot of the folks that we've interviewed on this show. As your homes get into better shape, though, and your portfolio grows, if you choose so, the work can get easier and you enjoy more of the fruits of your labor. What keeps you moving are the dreams of your ideal life. Where do you see yourself and your family going in the years or decades to come? Are you on the path to get there? What small incremental steps are you taking this month, this quarter, this year to get there? That's where our minds need to be. Because before you know it, if you keep pushing forward, you'll be living your best life a lot sooner than you think. And those are my top three takeaways, everybody. I'd love to hear what yours were. Please hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM. That's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And let's keep the conversation going. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. A big thanks to Dan Tabbitt for editing today's show and to Dan Hines and Alec Collins for editing our YouTube videos. If you want to check out our channel there, we're over now 3,000 subscribers. Woohoo! And you can go there at youtube.com slash marriage, kids, and money. Hit the red subscribe button and help your buddy Andy out. That'd be great. (laughs) Before we go for the day, I want to encourage you to join our free Thriving Families Facebook community. You can join me and over 1,100 other families as we help each other thrive this year. As we get new members in the group each week, we do a little welcome. We welcome them to our little internet club (laughs) and ask them to share a bit about their journey. So last week we heard this good news from Kelly and he said, currently on my path to slow fi we have two incomes right now, but we're living on one. My wife will be staying home after the twins are born later this year. Well, that's great, man. Welcome to the group, Kelly. And congratulations on making this decision of living on one income when you've got two coming in. That is a big decision. And the amount of choice and options and freedom that decision provides is absolutely incredible. So can I get a round of applause for our friend, Kelly? All right. Way to go, Kelly. Excellent. Very cool. If you want to join our free internet club, please join us at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash community. That is a free Facebook group. We would love to see you there. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Anonymous. You are not buying a house. You're buying a lifestyle. Good luck with your real estate plans, my friends. Carpe diem. 